Hey, it's a girl, Jujube, where we talk about anything and everything. Make sure to follow me on social media, Snapchat, JBSU, Instagram, JBSU18, and Twitter, at Perfect Flute. All right, let's get this thing started. Hey, guys. All right, so today's topic is mainly going to be about pregnancy, um, because I was hearing a podcast and they were talking about their pregnancy and it kind of triggered something for me to talk about as well. So I did not find out I was pregnant until, um, the week of my graduation. Okay. For college. And I was so shocked. I had such mixed emotions. Um, because the week before that even happened, I had this feeling that I was, and I took a test and, you know, it said positive. So I go to the doctor, took another test and it said negative. But then they're like, oh, two hours later, it turned positive. So I was like, how does that happen? So I was really scared. Okay. All right. So then when I went to go get an ultrasound done, because I was actually having a lot of health problems beforehand, um, feeling really sick and, um, colon cancer runs in my family. So we were really fearful that the, that was what it was. So for me, morning sickness didn't really happen because I was always sick, you know, um, up until I gave birth, basically I was nauseous the entire time. So when I found out that I was, um, we go get the ultrasound done and I wasn't sure about anything until I heard that heartbeat, you know, like we were discussing options, you know, <sighs> because for me, it was just about to graduate college. I was going to have a good job. I wanted to settle down and then start a family, you know, all that good stuff. But then when I heard that heartbeat, I knew for sure, like I couldn't even think about having an quote option and so uh you know we struggled I struggled telling my family and everything like that you know my mom wasn't really happy at first but you know you learn to accept it you know it, it takes two people to make a baby yada, yada yada so throughout the pregnancy I really struggled uh with being sick you know my iron count was low all that stuff but I was healthy overall um I didn't really feel connected when I was pregnant to my child. I, I always, I hated myself more than anything because I'm like, man, I did this to myself. I, um, I shouldn't have, you know, I should have been more protected. I felt like I ruined my life. And I, I'm being honest, guys. I'm, I'm going to explain the full truth of my pregnancy personally. Because I feel like there's probably quite a few women out there that have felt the same way. You know, I, I just did not feel happy when pregnant. I, I didn't. I hated it. I hated every minute of it. And I knew I shouldn't have. But when it got towards the end of the pregnancy, that was when I so, sort of started to change. But not really. I just knew I had this baby coming and I had to provide I had to get everything set, ready to go, and um, so when, uh, you know, no one really knew that I was dealing with that, okay, 
So I was really fearful that, you know, I was really going through this depression. You know, I hid it from my doctors, everything like that, because I did not want them putting me on meds. Guys, meds really mess you up. They really do. They, um, it's more like a placebo effect. If you guys know what placebo is, you know, it's, it's making you think that something's working or anything like that so that way you're dependent on it you think oh well this pill is going to really make me feel this way it's going to make me feel happier so I'm going to continue make, uh, taking it well I did not want that because pills for me like medicine makes me feel worse it just does um, and I recognize that Anyway, so I felt like I was going through this, like, severe depression and stuff. And I was like, man, I don't know how I'm going to feel, like, when he comes and all that. Well, if you guys don't really know what postpartum is, I'm going to tell you, okay? Um, postpartum depression is a real thing. And I feel like a lot of people don't really understand what it is. It is a, um, a mood disorder that can affect women after childbirth. Mothers in postpartum depression experience feelings of extreme sadness, anxiety, and exhaustion that may make it difficult for them to complete daily care activities for themselves and for others. I've got this from the nimh.nih.gov website uh, because I'm going to quote anything that I, I get. I'm going to tell you guys the, the source. Anyways, before you give birth, you have an appointment to make sure that you're not going through depression. You know, like I said, I, I hit it very well because I don't show that I'm depressed or anything like that. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. Um, I really don't show it. And so when I actually gave birth to my son, I felt this longing of being there by him. But like I said, there was no connection. I, I could barely even say I love him, you know. And I feel like that's a terrible thing to say, but I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to wrap my mind. Like that's my kid, but like, I just don't feel like I gave birth to him. Like it was a weird feeling. Um, I, I just knew I had that responsibility of taking care of him. So I took care of him the best way I could, but I just, I could not, I mean, I could say I love him to other people, you know, I, I love my son, yada, yada. But personally, it was like I was so separated from him. And um, I talked to my aunt about it, and she, you know, and she said, oh, I felt the same way. And so she made me feel a little bit more comfortable. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little emotional because I felt like a terrible parent around that time. Um she said it was normal and so I felt like I had someone on my side sorry <laughs> um but at the same time like I felt like I don't deserve to be a mom I just don't deserve it because what kind of mom feels like she can't even say I love you to her own son um but eventually I kind of like there was just one day him and his dad and I just got into it and I just snapped and I said that's my son it's my son he came out of me and from then on I felt the connection now I can't even describe how much I love him so much like it hurts literally to be far away from him but 
at the same time, like, it took a long time for me to feel that way. Like, guys, it probably took me almost two and a half months to even feel it. And my aunt said, you know, it, it's fine. You know, it, you know, you got to give it time. But if it goes past a certain amount of time, let's say six months or just even the four months, you really got to discuss it with your doctor. But see, the thing is, is I feel like it got worse when um, the separation, the connection, disconnection from him when he was five weeks early. And so he had to be kept in the NICU. Well, I didn't get to hold my son. I, um, he was born on the 5th of November of last year and I went in the hospital on the 1st and I went in because I was like, he's not, he hasn't been moving all day. And immediately when the, I, my name was being called to be, you know, going up to get checked. <sighs> oh, sorry. My, my water broke, but it wasn't enough to be in labor to push or anything like that. So they did not diagnose me as severe preclamptic. So I was on this medicine and I barely remember my, my labor because I was in and out. Um, they put me on so much. They put me on that and it's called magnesium. And when they get a large dose, like my body was swell, like so swollen. My mom felt like she, she felt helpless because she knew I, I couldn't move any part of my body at a certain point. I just couldn't. I, my legs felt like there was being a boulder being put on top of them. And my mom tried, you know, when she was trying to help me push, you know, holding my legs up, trying to get me at an angle so I can push. Cause like I said, I couldn't feel anything down there. I, I had that epidural and stuff on top of it. She said it felt like 200 pounds just on one leg. I could not move it. I couldn't move my body. I felt very, like I had to learn how to walk again. I, I, that's how bad it was. But when I gave birth to him, I was not able to hold him. And then with him being in the NICU, you know, I couldn't take him home. And he was kept in that NICU for 10 days. Okay, 10. It was ridiculous. There was nothing wrong with him. But that's another subject as to, like, hospital... Um, Medicaid fraud and all that stuff but 10 days of me not being able to take my son home hold him even get a bond between us all I knew then again was just that I had a kid to take care of that's it but you know after two and a half months of being with him and all that stuff and trying you know holding him and seeing him grow something just snapped and I I'm a lot better but I, I didn't need to go to a doctor for it all I needed was time and space and you know I, I had my aunt to talk to if I had any questions about it because I feel like when someone else has actually gone through it it makes it so much easier to talk about it because doctors they can preach about something or whatever but if you've never really been through it or whatever you don't you can't just say oh I'm going to give you medicine for it we'll see how it goes uh, I'm not I'm not like that so for me I prefer to talk to someone who's already been through it anyways um so with postpartum depression um 
because it's quite normal. There have been stories online like you can um, read. There was this woman, she says um, that when my son was a little over two months old and I was in the throes of postpartum obsessive, uh, sorry, postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder, I tried to host a ladies luncheon at my house. It was mid-December, and I guess I thought it would make me feel better to have a dozen women over and make them a nice little Christmas lunch. I decorated the house. I made goat cheese salad and butternut squash soup with lemon tarts with sugared berries for dessert. By the way, guys, that sounds amazing. But um, as she says, this is from postpartumprogress.com. Okay. But uh, when the women came over, I'll never forget having one of the oddest feelings I've ever had. I felt like it, I was inside of a bubble. Or like I was hovering over the party watching it, but that my guests couldn't see or hear me. I was shocked at how disconnected I felt from the world, and it seemed like it didn't really matter whether I was there or not. I tried to make small talk, but it seemed like the sentences just didn't come out right. And that I wasn't making any sense. It was almost like the air had been replaced by water that blurred my vision and muffled my sound. Everyone seemed to have a great time and they were chatting and eating away. I just kept from connecting with them to feel present, but no matter what I did, it didn't work. So with that little uh, tidbit, um, I kind of felt the same way when um, my son was born on, in November, okay? So when Christmas came around, I went to my family's Christmas party and I felt the same way. I felt very isolated by myself like you you tend to hide that that um that feeling because personally for me I didn't want anyone thinking that I didn't uh, I don't know how to explain it it's I've always wanted to be a mom but I didn't want them thinking that I was going to change my mind about being a mom so I didn't really tell anyone how I was feeling. So I go to this Christmas party and everyone's wanting to hold him. I'm like, I know he is cute. Like I recognize that my kid is adorable, but anyone's going to say that about their kid, you know? So, you know, I'm passing around and it was so easy for me to walk away and go do something that I did prior to being pregnant, like without a care that he was in someone else's arms. That's it. I just would give a hand him off, smile, and walk away. And my family didn't really understand, like, what was going on. You know, his dad, at the time we were together, he didn't understand what I was going through. And we argued a lot, and I feel like he just, he didn't understand why I was so angry with him at certain times, because I would try to explain to him how I was feeling, and he would think that, oh, that's normal, oh, uh, you'll get over it, like, he just, he didn't want to literally let me feel safe talking to him, and so I didn't, I was disconnected from everybody, so I really relate to this little tidbit here, but, um, postpartum depression can get worse, guys, much, much worse, I feel like there's so many forms that no one really understands what's going, to, what's going on with women like that, that go through that. Like, 
I didn't think I was ever going to go through anything like that. I really didn't because I was like, I've always wanted to be a mom. I've always wanted, I always like taking care of kids. I love kids. Kids love me, yada, yada, yada. But inside, I was just, it's not like I was dead, but I felt like a completely different person. And it took me a while to get back into that. So there is, um... The causes of postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay, it says on the verywellmind.com, it's profound changes in hormones such as as estrogen may be partly responsible. Hormones can disrupt the activity of neurotransmitters in the brain, including serotonin. Disruptions of the serotonin system have been heavily implicated in the development of OCD. From a psychological perspective, the arrival of a new baby presents a number of new challenges, which can be overwhelming for some women. Stress is a major trigger of OCD, and the postpartum period may be especially stressful for those women who may have, uh, who may not have adequate coping strategies or support in place. So, like postpartum depression. It is essential to treat postpartum obsessive compulsive disorder as it can affect normal bonding between a mother and her baby. It can also cause substantial suffering and pain on the part of the mother and family members. So if you have recently given birth and you are experiencing new psychological symptoms such as intrusive and disturbing thoughts or compulsive behaviors such as uncontrolled hand washing, be sure to mention this to your primary care physician. Uh obstetrician and pediatrician or psychiatrist uh, and I totally agree if you guys are having like that severe of like of compulsive disorder you really should be talking to a doctor by then no one can really help that um, you can't get over that by yourself is what I'm saying because that's beyond the postpartum you know I went through postpartum and it snapped. I didn't have any compulsiveness or anything like that. I wasn't imagining anything. But there's this story, guys, that I was struck in or stricken by. Um, she is saying she's like, okay, this is from postpartumprogress.com again. Um, just onset OCD. I'm going to read this, all right? My Facebook post from that time show happy faces of mom and baby at the park mom and baby having cuddles mom and baby sightseeing the reality was very different it is true that much time was spent at the park having cuddles and sightseeing but what these pictures did not show was the reason we were spending so much time outside being outside at that time was the only way for me to feel safe over a period of several months i had developed a fear of knives i had also developed a fear of hot drinks I had developed a fear that knives and hot drinks would hurt my baby. Not only had I started to fear that my baby would get hurt, I had developed the most shameful, upsetting thought that a mother could ever have. I feared that one day I, his doting, loving mother, was going to lose control and harm the most precious, adorable little boy in the world. Matthew was about six months old when I first started fear knives, but I remember it as if it was yesterday. I was in the kitchen washing up and he sat in his high chair. He was getting irritable for some reason and was demanding my attention. I turned around with soapy bubbles dripping from my hands and envisioned a knife that wasn't really there. I told nobody and put it down to luck asleep. 
these images started occurring more and more often. Some were ridiculous and silly, others were most graphic, blood-filled, violent scenes one could ever imagine. For a person who has never been able to watch a horror film from start to end, I had no idea where these images and ideas were coming from. I saw lots of triggering things, that including myself, my baby, and even strangers. There were times when I analyzed these thoughts. Was I having these violent thoughts because I was about to do something terrible? I felt physically sick. I reminded myself that I was extremely tired and living a long way from friends and family. Now, like I said, I didn't ever feel like I had any OCD postpartum for me, but this is very extreme and I feel for her so bad because I feel like maybe at times I felt like, um, not that I would harm my kid, but that something bad was going to happen. And I feel like maybe that was the reason why I kind of snapped out of that mood, um, because I was like, oh man, I, I, nothing's going to hurt my baby. You know, like it just struck, you know, no one's going to hurt him at all. And for her, she actually thought that she could potentially hurt her child. I never thought that. And so I feel very sympathetic towards her uh her needs there of wanting someone to talk to about this and all that because I couldn't imagine going to psychiatrist and feeling like you know I feel like I'm gonna hurt my child like who could ever hurt a child you know you, you don't think that no one could ever do that but there are people out there that, that do and it's really sad to hear that it was from a mother that didn't feel like a mom you know because she didn't feel like she needed help that she could get through it on her own so I advise um, everyone don't just take everyone else's experience like looking stuff up like this and thinking oh if I go through that then I'll be fine no uh, everyone is different everyone goes through it a different way I'm just explaining like how I felt um, and see if anyone else related to that experience sort of like did you guys feel a disconnection from your kid? Were you guys unhappy throughout your pregnancy? Because I don't want to feel alone in that way, you know? Like like I said, I didn't want to feel like a, a mom that didn't care about her kid because I love my baby. <laughs> I love him so much. I would literally cry right now <laughs> if something were to, uh, if, if anyone else, you know, said that I didn't. Um, but um, nothing's going to hurt my kid and, you know, I'm way better than I was or much, much better than I was before um, because I got through it on my own. But I had a supporter from my aunt because she went through the same thing. Um, so if you don't have a supporter, I suggest that you honestly talk about it with your doctor. But don't just think that, oh, I'm going to be put on meds and things are going to be better. No, meds are only a temporary hold on that on that feeling you know you gotta get out more and do things that are gonna make you feel better and talking to someone about it especially if someone who's been through it before it really does help I know how bad it may seem saying I don't feel like a mom I feel like this stranger you know I know how bad it seems saying you know I don't feel like I could ever love my kid all that because yeah, I've been through that. 
You know, I know how bad it's, it, it sounds because well, when someone says that, how can you say, how can you ever not love that kid? He's absolutely gorgeous. But people on the outside will always judge that because they, they either, one, have never been through it. That is the major thing. Two, they may not even be a parent yet. So make sure you talk to someone who is a parent, okay? Um, I feel like that's very important, too. They would understand a lot more, um, especially a woman. You know, men go through it, too, guys. Like, it's not just the girls that go through it, but boys do, too, okay? Boys go through it, too, because they're seeing you go through this, and they might feel the same way. Maybe they weren't ready to be a parent either. I know I wasn't. I wasn't at all, but I knew I had a responsibility. And I was going to take care of this kid. I was going to do everything that I can to support my child. So um, that's it for today, guys. But if any of you guys have any comments or um, you guys want to share an experience that you guys have, I started another podcast with this. Um, and just let me know because this is a real thing. So don't think that postpartum depression doesn't exist because it really does. And I know it's something that people are always like, oh, well, you're going to go through it. No, not everyone goes through it. Um, not everyone's case is as severe as obviously this woman's where she was imagining knives and all that stuff that wasn't there. Um, everyone's is different. So... I just want to know if, like, if you guys have been through it or anything like that. If you guys want to share any story or anything, uh, we could talk about it. You guys can message me. Um, if you guys want to do a podcast together, that's cool, too. Uh, just like I said, it, this isn't something to be ashamed of, okay? Nothing, don't be ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of it. Um, I know I still feel bad for the thoughts that I was thinking, but at the same time, it wasn't my fault. It really wasn't. There's something I could not control. So make sure you guys understand that too. It's not something that you could just snap out of real quick. It took me two and a half months or so. I'm just estimating, you know. But uh, it's a real thing. And a lot of people don't know about that about me. But I'm willing to share because maybe this might help someone else feel like they're not alone. So that's the only reason why I'm doing this is maybe this could actually help someone else feel like, oh, hey, I can talk to this person because I will be willing to talk to anybody. And it won't be you know, on a podcast or anything. It could be just us. Understand that, okay? I'm, I'll be there for you. All right? All right. So that's the end of this podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. Make sure to, again, follow me on Instagram, JBSU18, Snapchat, JBSU, and Twitter at Perfect Flute. I enjoyed talking to you guys. You guys have a good day. All right. Bye.